What's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to a special early week edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice. We're coming to you now uh, from September. Uh, apologies, we the last week we were unable, unable to record, so we are going to come uh, hot with two podcasts about the last place Toronto Blue Jays in September, which, you know, you could talk all you want about uh, about the content glut. This is the kind of content that people crave. All they want to do is hear two idiots yammering on for an hour at a time about a last place team and its September call-ups. I, I can't get enough. But the reason we're doing this, and we're going to talk about important things, we're going to talk about, about why it's still worth it to watch and to join me in doing so. Joining me as always. Uh, old Reliable. Old Reliable Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm more able to record than I was on Thursday, that's for sure. No, there were scheduling conflicts. Yes. Uh, sir. Yeah. There was not, not, not like scheduled against, uh, not scheduled against Euro qualifiers, but scheduled against um, <laughs> the World Cup qualifiers, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Whichever, gonna gonna miss that one too. So whatever. Are they out officially? No, no. But it's like, uh, if you want to know, I think that Sweden plays Luxembourg, and then they play mm. the Netherlands, um, and they, I think they're they look like they're going to be level on points, uh, which will. Uh, but the Dutch are like six goals behind, so they're going to have to win by a whole bunch uh, at home to Sweden. Uh, to have a chance, I think, to go to the playoff. I'm, I, yeah, it's a mess. Uh, they deserve it. They look like garbage, so whatever. I can't see Zlatan allowing that to happen either. Does he, he still? Intervene. Does he still play? Uh, did he retire internationally? Did, perhaps? did he retire? He has been hurt. Um, but uh, he's also been he, hurt. But yeah, it, he won't. He he couldn't have retired. Oh, he did. Yeah. He did announce his international retirement. That's garbage. Why even watch the World Cup? Why would you even bother? I'm done. I'm done with all this. Um, uh, anyway, so that's what happened. There was a Dutch thing going on, and uh, and now the Dutch are out. And it's it's there's more even more people in my in my social circle now, online social circle, who are uh, Dutch people who do Dutch things. So it's like I'm I get, it's like a cacophony of, of misery that surrounds <laughs> that surrounds my Twitter feed. Oh, well, better than the fucking NFL. Uh, anyway, this is Birds All Day. And again, we're coming back at you here in September. And uh, of course, we are uh, listener powered. So if you want to join one of the listeners who powers this podcast and keeps us going, and keeps us living in the style to which we have grown accustomed, you can head over to patreon.com slash birds all day and uh, kick us a couple bucks. And it makes us happy and it makes uh, the universe happy. Uh, and judging by the ongoings of the last, I would say, six weeks, the universe is very angry. So anything you can do to uh, appease the the vengeful gods that uh, spite and smite us all, uh, go ahead and do it. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is why to watch the Blue Jays in September. So do you have a, do you have a do you have a, a, a witty repost on, as to why to watch them in September? Is there any reason? Well, I'm I'm somewhat obligated to pay attention. I have people who pay me to write things about it. I don't know what anyone else's excuse might be. Your um, choice of words is very interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I asked why you would to watch them, and you said I I have to pay attention. Yes, it sure was. It sure was. <laughs> well, I'm not hanging off every pitch at this point. I'm not going to pretend. 
I not remember, hanging off every pitch. I remember uh, to... no, uh, negotiating uh, a raise at the score after the big trades of 2013 because I was like, you know, guys, by September, this team's dog shit and I'm checked out. This year, now that we got Josh Josh Johnson and uh, and uh, Emilio Bonifacio, uh, I, I think you know we're gonna go all the way. I'm gonna have to work all the way until November, so you better you better uh, pay me a little more. It worked, which probably just spoke you to did? how yeah, probably just spoke to the fact that I was underpaid in the first place. Um, but yeah, that didn't that didn't go so well. So yeah, it's back to it's back to normal. Back to like September is for the big questions, and maybe not so much for. Let's see what uh, what Rafi Lopez looks like behind the plate. Why didn't I ask for any races? Let's back up a little bit. <laughs> um, according to Fangraph's projected standings, the Blue Jays have a 0.1% chance of uh, qualifying for the wild card. So not all hope is yet lost. Uh, they are, of course, projected to finish with 75 wins, um, which is bad. Yeah. So we can do a post-mortem on a still warm corpse, but not today. That's a little grim. I think there's there there are definitely some reasons to stay engaged with the Blue Jays. Um, if uh, even if you aren't just like one of the hard ups who is you know, not going anywhere no matter what, um, I would count myself among those uh, those mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the number one thing is uh, tomorrow's bullpen today. Right. Uh, there are a lot of decent arms and decent human beings uh, at the back of the Blue Jays bullpen or, the, or the, the fleshy middle of the Blue Jays bullpen right now that really stand a chance to be uh, to figure prominently in the bullpen of uh, next year and uh, and onward uh, it'll be interesting to see I mean a couple of the guys you know like Ryan Tepera is obviously the one uh, Gregor uh, Chisholm had a nice little story on him mm-hmm. about him kind of taking a big step forward and breaking out a little bit this year uh, and it, because he's been very good um, and Danny Barnes as well. Danny Barnes has been good. But of course, those two guys, in my mind, have been just so like savagely overworked. I want to see them maybe take a step back in, uh, <laughs> probably be nice, in September. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barnes, of course, has not looked right in, in quite a while, I think. And I mean, he's been, he was, did he miss time or he was on the disabled list? I don't know. He has not been himself. Yeah, he did. He go. did very briefly. Or like a, it was like a shoulder impingement, I believe they called it, and, and people were like, "Uh oh, this is no good." And mm-hmm. then he was on the DL for ten days, and oh look, I'm fine. Yeah, it seemed a little sure. Yeah, seemed like a little bit of that disabled list manipulation, sort of like how Luke Miley, for some reason, coincidentally, got healthy just as uh, rosters expanded. Think of all those extra checks he got. Good for you, Luke Miley. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I mean, I think so. Those are the big ones. I think Tapera is uh, is very legit. I uh, I got a lot of time for Ryan Tapera. Um, he's been good. He has served ably in that eighth inning role after, especially after Joe Smith was traded. Uh, it, it's interesting because the Blue Jays bullpen, I, I think of it as not awful, but in a lot of ways it's been fucking terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it with has. all the blown saves and 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 whatever else going on. Yeah, you look up and down and you're like, oh, there's some pretty okay arms there. Guys having nice seasons. And then it's like they've been walked off how many times? As soon as blown how many saves? Uh, if you look at... That, so, again, Fangraph's wins above replacement uh, I, uh, for relievers is, like, uh, useless. Uh, or close to it. 
Except mm-hmm. when I need to make a point, like right. the fact that the Blue Jays are sixth in in uh, staff war for relievers. So they're right there with the Red Sox, uh, who of course are uh, who are you know problematic in their own right. Um, the Astros, you know, the Yankees bullpen is is of course crazy. So I mean, but basically, we, uh, if you aren't if you're new to the show and new to that uh, statistic for relievers, it's not really very um, predictive or descriptive. Um, it also just measures their ability to re- register strikeouts versus walks. And the home runs haven't been a big problem, especially for Roberto Osuna, of course, um, who has, I, don't, I think he's given up two home runs all year, but he just gets, he's, well, not, actually, that's not true. I think, I guess you give up that home run to Castillo, which is yeah. so he's no at, longer. He's at hmm? three, yeah, three. But last year, three, yeah. last year it was nine. The year before it was seven. Because I happen to have his page open right now. I'm definitely not doing that from memory. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even by wins, uh, win probability added, the Blue Jays relievers are eighth in baseball, uh, which is crazy in in its own way. Um, well, I mean, the, the, I think at least they're a tough half. Hmm? A lot of it, I think, is that you know so much has been put on the bullpen because the hitters can't score fucking runs, so they're playing with a a slim margin all the time, which is why you know you uh, you could still perform well and have all these blown saves and and uh games that go sideways on you uh, mm-hmm. because you just you, you you don't have the margin for error and they've also pitched more innings than any team in the american league so that'll help, well. that'll help the war yeah yeah that's true that that, that does help to uh, build up the uh the war but i mean so if you've got to and you got barnes you know those useful guys who could pay me potential potential pitch in the sixth or seventh or maybe even eighth for to um uh, dominic leon i don't how about the ninth? How about the ninth? Well, well once the, if if they had done what they should have done and traded Roberto Osuna, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Are we? Uh, <laughs> I've I've been wondering, you know, how how soon is is it to say? Yeah, it should have. It's going to be a thing, right? Like uh, we're we're going to look back and say, oh yeah, should have traded Osuna at the at the 2017 deadline. Could have got a bounty for him, and he just he he went to shit right afterwards. And uh, hopefully he comes back around. But it's. Uh, if you were if you were a pessimist, which I'm not online, but I am when uh you know in my own head, uh, yeah, you don't you don't really you don't really feel great about that. I mean, you do because obviously you, that would have been franchise shaping deal. It would have been a, a a crazy thing and and not gone over well, and there would have been a whole thing. But uh, it, it the the hindsight looked a little different, like literally a week after the deadline. True, and I don't know how much I'm joking about any of that, or about Tapera being the ninth inning guy. I don't think Tapera is good enough to be the ninth inning guy. I'll be straight up honest. That's um, fair. Whether or not you want to overvalue the ninth inning or downplay the role of the closer, it's always nice to have a really, really, really good pitcher back there, as Roberto Osuna has been. Mm-hmm. Um, other than a bit of 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 underperformance, a little bit of I think maybe a little bit of bad luck. Uh, a little bit of uh, you know the velocity slipping kind of contributes to all all of the above as uh, as he's maybe not striking out quite the, the number of guys that he can. But uh, the, as soon as here now he's going to get a big raise and he's not going anywhere. And he's he is the best reliever. Whether or not you think he has you know he's the five ERA guy that he's been over since the All Star break or whatever. Uh, Dominic Leone, sorry, I'll just keep moving on. Is a guy that I'm not uh, I'm not sure about. I, I, you look at his numbers, I'm like oh, decent. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I believe it. Yeah, um, he's a yeah. Ex- I, I I think that's totally fair. I trade mm-hmm. him for Jesse Chavez. 
Would you? <laughs> not but, not but today, but but I but I would liken him to a, a Liam Hendricks, where it's like, oh, I got a lot of control of a guy who eh, he's. I don't know. I think you can find guys like Dominic Leone, but it's it's nice that he's doing well. It'd be nice to see him back and part of a uh, of a bullpen that you know top to bottom looks pretty good, even if it doesn't maybe if it lacks in the. Uh, the real outstanding guys beyond Osuna, who obviously is going to bounce back and be fine and more completely. I think Leon is headed to oh. free agency for the first time at the end of the year. Oh, is he? Is he how, how the fucking long has he, has he been around? Sorry, arbitration. Oh, excuse me. Excuse okay. me, arbitration. Yeah. Wow. Um, or you know, maybe next year. He, he, has played, I, he has a bit of a longer career than I would have expected. Um, of course, the exciting, the most exciting player, the, the this is why you watch in September guy, has been Carlos Ramirez, mm-hmm. uh, who's pitched two, uh, two, in, two different two inning outings and has uh, looked great. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got uh, four strikeouts in four innings, has only allowed uh, uh, just a, a scant few base runners. Uh, what more can you want? Converted outfielder, which is super weird, but, uh, you know, good on him. Yeah, and, good on him for uh, taking advantage of the situation. And it hasn't allowed a run all year, right? Like he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like he was a guy who I was pumping the brakes on in the middle of the season when people are like, "Look at this converted outfielder in uh, in Double A is just killing it," and they just kept on killing it. Went up to Buffalo and you know, fourteen innings, <laughs> no runs. Uh, what is it? Uh, where I'm looking, sixteen strikeouts in fourteen innings and three walks, no runs allowed in Buffalo. Comes up and he's look, you know, just as good here. It's uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, cool. He's got uh, he's got some good stuff. He's got um, is it a curve or a slider? Slider that he slider, throws? yeah. Uh, Seems to throw nice. it a lot. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when uh, they get a bigger, when more hitters get a better look at him. Um, you know, Manny Machado, I think on the radio, they were talking about how his second time facing him, he was just sitting there, sitting on slider. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Ramirez got him out, so good, but it'll be interesting to see as word gets out. Video gets out, everyone says, like, oh, this is what his slider looks like, and they get a bit more comfortable with it. Yeah, but, be- better uh, better hitters, better preparation, better tools to scout him, and, and, and yeah, it could it, it could go a little sideways than, you know, kids in double A. But so but, far, so uh, good, yeah. Nothing, there's nothing. There's no need to sneeze at it. There's no, no. need to uh, to dump. You know, we have we can be a bit more realistic or uh, cautious in being like he's the closer of the future. Uh, but he's looked. It, it's been good and it, it's been fun, right? It's a fun story more than anything. A guy who was an outfielder and as they mentioned multiple times on the radio was, um, or maybe it was on one on the radio, one on the on TV. They were like, oh, he really didn't want to switch. <laughs> he did not want to convert from being an outfielder, uh, but he did. Hey, maybe he's um, the next Sergio Santos. You know, maybe. Yeah, Sergio Santos had his moments. That poor guy. Um, uh, Tom Kohler is the other is another guy we've seen in the bullpen a bunch um, of late or uh, four times um, after he made a, the one start for the Blue Jays. Uh, he, I'm not sure what to make of what his future role would be. Is he a guy they're going to look at as a depth starter, or is this reliever thing um, for real? Yeah, I don't know. Are you are you asking me? Because yeah, I don't know. I would guess the depth start. I would guess like a long manish. Uh, guy, because I think uh, I'm not sure if he's out of options or not, or what the what the mm. situation is there. Because he was optioned this year, uh, but they did push off his free agency uh, an extra year, so he'll be around. 
uh, provided they tender him a contract, which you know he's had a he's had a terrible year, uh, mm-hmm. almost an ADRA in Miami, but uh, that was that was probably the the fifteen home runs in fifty five innings. Um, That's like downright Rick Porcello like. <laughs> Jeez, how can you imagine that? Right, uh, but yeah, um, I, you know he's uh, he he is. I, I view him as a depth starter, as a guy who, you know, where they're just trying to raise the floor in terms of what they have in Buffalo, so that if somebody gets a little blister and has to miss all the season, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have a couple more you know, viable replacements. Absolutely. Um, and uh, speaking of replacements of the left-handed contingent, uh, Tim Meza has, um, you know, looked okay. A little homer prone, uh, still sort of fun to watch. Yeah, a guy who could. There's no, there's no rush. But again, it's just like yeah. seeing what he, what they can get from him, what he, what he offers, how he responds, who he can get out, who he has to face. Uh, he's on the four. I mean, it's, he's the kind of guy where now he's on the forty man. So there's going to be a lot, uh, you know, he's on the 40 man, but he's got options. So he has now will start to look like a guy who's going to be up and down uh, unless he can take a big step forward and, uh, and, and look that much better. <laughs> or, you know, or unless they literally can't find anyone better than Aaron Loop as their lefty again for like the fourth straight year, basically. I mean, Brett Cecil oh, was, was pretty good for a while. Aaron Loop is, <laughs> let's not talk about his season this year, but yeah. Is it that bad? Cecil? No, Loop. Oh, Loop, Cecil. Loop's Loop. been okay. Yeah, no, Brett Cecil is, uh, yeah. It's best just, I think, to remember the good times. I think he's been Brett Cecil-ish in that he's gotten better with every progressive month, but um, I may that's be, not really our concern at this I point. I may be basing my opinion on like what I see on Twitter from Cardinals people, so yeah, they could be overreacting. Best fans in baseball, but yeah, he's been, he's been fine. Actually, no, he hasn't. He's been no. bad. <laughs> He's allowed a uh, 364 weighted on base uh, average in the oh, second half. That's not great. No, he's getting beat up a little bit. Oh, you went and looked at I the split, so I just looked at the overall numbers. So good on you. Eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he has been getting beaten up in the second half, hasn't he? Um, and the other one is um, Matt Dermody, who um, I uh, if the next right hander he retires will be the first. So I think that that is a that is an important skill set for a reliever to develop as um, you know, I, I talked about this on Twitter a little bit about whether, about the, the utility of having a lefty only guy, um, especially in the AL East when there aren't really that many great left-handed hitters anymore. I don't know, like your David Ortiz's are gone. Who are you saving your big lefty for? Who's your getter outer of, of, uh, of the, you know, the, the big poppy. You're using a you you're rostering one guy just to retire, you know, Devers or Ben Attendi. No, I don't no. Not. I mean, the best the best hitter from the left side in the AL East is what Justin Smoke. Well, he's a switch hitter. He is so a switch he, hitter, but I mean, yeah, yeah. That's I get I get I'm, I'm stepping all over your joke. I tried to make yeah. the same one, and many people did. Um, but the point is, um, he's not part of this conversation. No, he's Matt, not part of this narrative, but. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, Matt. Somebody, I did for some reason. I did like a preview. Some radio station in Iowa wanted uh, wanted me the start of the season to do a preview, and then they threw me at the end of the the thing. The, they're like, "Oh, Matt Dermody's from Iowa. He's a local boy. How? What do you see? What do you see in him?" 
I'm like, holy shit. Do I tell <laughs> these four people what I really think of Matt Dermody? I mean, he's a guy. He's got that. He's got that hair. He's got that flow. He did at one. Doesn't point. he? But yeah, I, I mean, that... I say he did at one point because when was the last time I watched Matt Dermody pitch? I, I don't know. No, of course. By the time um, by the time Dermody gets into the game, I'm like looking at my phone, basically. What's up, fam? No buying tickets to sports and concerts. It can be complicated, but there is a better and simpler way to buy, and a better way to buy that gets you the best deal possible. It is the SeatGeek app. SeatGeek is the smartest easiest way to get your tickets to live events i have it on my phone it just takes a couple of taps you can browse through concerts you can browse through sporting events and it helps you find the best seats at the best prices fully guaranteed and there's nothing like seeing your favorite team or your favorite musician you know the blue jays they're back in it i think the, we're talking about this on this very podcast uh about how the jays despite languishing all season and, and making us feel like the season is over they have a legitimate chance it's a time to want to go down to the rogers center and SeatGeek is an incredible way to get yourself the tickets there and best of all birds all day listeners get 20 dollars off their first SeatGeek purchase just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code birds today that is birds for 20 dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase i think um I don't know. There's not much else to say about the relievers, but the, 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 a lot of those pieces there will be here next year. You know, Meza and Ramirez and uh, you know, Leon probably and Tapera and Osuna. So hopefully, it's, it's this year we could just do you know kind of building up the base of talent that then then you can mm-hmm. add the Joe Smiths and the JP Howells um, and roll the dice on those kind of players or or. If you think the Blue, if the Blue Jays think that they're in a better position to compete, then maybe you spend you roll the dice on a bit better player, a guy who's a bit with a bit higher ceiling. But uh, I think the pieces are there for for a good bullpen. Uh, obviously, you, you hope for more from Osuna. You hope for to not put them in so many high leverage spots, or hope to not make them pitch every fucking day. Like God, <laughs> poor Danny Barnes and 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 Tepera. Yeah. Um, but it, again, the more options you have, the more real uh, real live pitchers. If it's a if it's be a genie that's back there, if it's uh, if it's Kohler, somebody who can maybe work, pitch a couple innings at a time, uh, it's all gravy. It's all good to have those guys, and it's all something that you, um, you know, it's, it's what you're after. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I think it it reflects a more general team building philosophy here. That mm-hmm. that seems that seems quite obvious, and and you maybe wonder well, why 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 weren't we doing this before? Which is, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's so easy to shit on the previous guys just because they're no longer here, which I do, I think, too often, as I'm sure people are nodding in agreement as they listen to me say that. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, that does seem that does seem to be the MO here is, you know, you see it with the outfielders too, where it's just, all right, just just get guys, just just get a pool of, of talent here where it'll sort itself out eventually. And then, like you say, if you, you know... It, if you have to go with what you have because you, there's not a deal out there uh, in free agency or on the trade market that can bring in a piece that's you know clearly a cut above, uh, maybe that's okay and you can look to use your resources to fill in somewhere else. Uh, but if there is, then there's no problem having you know Hernandez or Alford or Pompey or all the you know the outfield depth that they're sort of trying to build in a similar kind of way uh, in Buffalo until they really you know bust that door down. Uh, I agree. The starting pitching 
the situation is not quite as rosy um or it's not they're, they're getting they're after the same thing i think right we, i mean you've yeah we've talked about brett anderson and uh what's this guy chris rowley he plays for the blue jays for real yeah chris rowley the guy from the uh the army guy oh right he had yeah. the one really nice start he he had his lich moment um yeah and he, the, had a, he had a nice year jesse lich before the troops uh, or Buffalo and New Hampshire, or however, wherever he pitched, he's he's been he's been really good. He's and he's kind of a, uh, I mean, not the same way as Ramirez, but uh, because he's not a converted starter, but he had his military commitment. He was you know twenty six in the Florida State League and mm-hmm. uh, and doing really well. And people are like, uh, yeah, but he is twenty six in the Florida State League. But you know there there are things to like about him. He is a guy who, you know, if he. It is a nice piece to have at Buffalo that you hope you don't have to call on and can continue to sort of try to figure out this this pitching thing and how to continue to get better and uh, uh, and then if you do call on him or who you know uh, that's okay <laughs> if he's you know the best guy of a crop that are you know legitimate big league quality you know six or seven starters as opposed to the Casey Lawrences and the Matt Latoses we saw earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Kohler again sort of fits into this mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Anderson is a guy where it's like, God only knows what's going to happen. If he, it, I, I just wrote about this because he had those amazing tweets the other night and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> talked about how, what do you say? It's amazing what'll happen if if when nobody tries to tinker with you and you just you're, you're just allowed to go out there and pitch, mm-hmm. uh, which sort of I think speaks to what the Jays are, uh, you know are trying to do as an organization in in those terms as well. You know, they are being accommodating to the Matt Latoses and, and Brett Andersons of the world. They're giving them big league starts when, when they can. And, and perhaps uh, that is looking, you know, looking at what people think of the, the, the organization, get the, the perception out there, hopefully maybe trying to give themselves a little bit of an edge uh, in terms of adding minor league free agents, because they don't want to end up with Matt Latos and nobody else. Uh, when somebody gets a blister and has to miss the whole season. <laughs> um, Aaron Sanchez made eight starts <laughs> for the Blue Jays. Oh, it's fun. I, I mean, I it's e- it's easy to joke because it's a blister, but I mean, I'm sure trying to throw big league pitches to big league hitters when your fingers all fucked up is no it's a, that's no joke, right? Like, I mean, uh, and it, so it, it always that's is. What, that's it's, why he was so bad this year. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I, was he that bad? He wasn't great. Uh, he was way worse than you think. I'm just yeah, probably. I, I'm just saying I have more sympathy than the jokes make it sound. Like I, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not being one of these hockey people. Like oh, he's out with a fucking blister, you know. So, uh, Nick mm-hmm. Lindstrom had his testicles broken in half and still played. <laughs> like um, you know, that's the you know the like my sport nonsense. But but it is. It's frustrating and it's it's just fucked up. It's like, really, you missed you made eight starts because of a blister. He did. Yeah. He has fucking outlier uh, shit. But I mean, the Blue Jays' troubles uh, extend beyond Aaron Sanchez in terms of uh, their starting rotation. They've had fourteen different guys make starts this year, and that is not all owed to Aaron Sanchez's absence. Of course, they treated... didn't. They have like six the other year, or something. You know, like. Yep. Yep, they had Hutchison and and Liriano basically were the alternating fifth starters, and now yeah. they've had fourteen. Uh, it's um, you know, it's no fun. But it, there's the the 
starting pitching has not necessarily i mean maybe it's because of the nature of the beast right obviously relievers you have a much larger pool of uh potential big league quality to use your word uh, uh a player that you can draw from in terms of free agents and in terms of developing a guy you can you can shove up there to get three outs every so often where starters it's a much bigger ask um i do feel like the you know the next wave of blue jays talent to come um maybe i'm wrong but it may exclude uh high quality starting pitching i mean there's the brazilian uh kid but he's like you know a million he's miles 16, away still yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to think of names i saw on like the top 100 or the top 30 prospect list and uh it doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh of pitchers and, and if they are they're they're pretty far down the well, there, there's, pipeline. There's still hope for the Sean Reed Foley's and the Connor Greens and the TJ Zoics and John Harris's and stuff. I think. Oh yeah, TJ Zoic. I, I forgot about about him. There, there's guys. There's guys. Nate Pearson actually. Uh, you know, a junior college guy in the Northwest League. I'm still a little bit like, yeah, the guy who throws a hundred and and you know isn't straight out of high school or isn't, you know, uh, he who is a real prospect went and dominated mm-hmm. in in uh in vancouver like that's awesome then and must have been really fun to watch but he'll need to face some more advanced hitters before it's like you can look at him being untouchable there and think it means anything uh but that's another guy who might be sort of faster coming i you know he's he's a junior college guy so he was in high school uh he's a little he was a little closer to high school than a regular draftee i forget how the, mm-hmm. how the fucking years work uh, because yeah, you can be drafted out of. I think he was a junior college sophomore because that's that's how that works. I, I anyway, Pearson's a guy too. However, that all fucking works. Uh, by the by, uh, Francisco Liriano, who I um, liked and was happy to see the Blue Jays acquire and pitched quite well for the Blue Jays last year, and then pitched not nearly as well for the Blue Jays this year. Uh, he plays for the Houston Astros now, just for argument's sake. Uh, just for the just for no reason at all, other than the fact that he has been so unbelievably bad for the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> he his strikeout rate, which was already you know well below his career numbers this year, it was just under twenty uh, as a member of the Blue Jays. Currently with the Astros, under nine percent. Wow. Yeah. He's pitched twelve. He's twi- pitched twelve times, which is to say that he's like just fallen off their radar altogether. Uh, he's only recorded strikeouts in three of those twelve outings. Yeah. Which is, you know, when you acquire a, st- a big strikeout pitcher, uh, you, the last thing you want to see from him is strikeouts. You want to get those as far <laughs> away from uh, what... And, you know, at, he is only allowing uh, 400, you know, batting average on balls in play. But no home runs yet. No home runs allowed. He's just getting knocked around um, with a... Uh, yeah, he's bad now. Hate to see it. But uh, I guess the other thing, the last thing to look for, if we're not talking too much about starters, you know, Brent Anderson, we talked about a little bit, is um the outfield I guess um obviously because the, uh, the disaster in midfield the disaster in the middle in, infield not a, not a disaster but you know the middle infield there is nothing there to talk about basically. well there's Richard Urania I actually wrote his name with a question mark um, okay whether or not he's I think it's too early to tell um I don't know what I I would I would I, I he's been sort of high up on prospect he's a guy who like anytime somebody floats a theoretical trade on like trade Richard Rania for in a in a damn heartbeat mm-hmm. go ahead I no, mean he, not, he hits not like too a, worried about it he hits like a middle infielder right he hits he hit well his second time in high a last year and then in double a this year he did not hit um at all doesn't strike out a lot doesn't walk a lot just sort of gets up there and slaps it around and uh he 
maybe runs okay. I don't know. It's hard to say. He doesn't get a lot of stolen bases, which is sort of something you're supposed to do in the minor leagues where, like, no one knows what they're doing. But, uh, I don't know. Let's see. He's, he's got a 254 weighted runs created plus in the big leagues, so shut up. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I guess I guess so, yeah. Maybe he's, he's got, just working on stuff in the minors. He's got three walks and one hit. Plan the parade. His, uh, his walk rate at AA was 5.4%. So getting up to 50%, which is where he's at right now in the big leagues, is, a, is quite an achievement. Uh, it's all about projection and, you know, his body filling out mm-hmm. uh, and his walking becoming uh, epidemic uh, as he just can't stop walking. Uh, but, yeah, he's a guy that's on the infield. But the less said about the infield, the better. Do you, uh, um, b- before we move on there, for, though, for a second, do you think... Do you think he'll get the Kevin Pillar stuff where it's like, you know, he has Kevin Pillar numbers. Oh, but I think there's much more in there. He'll learn to take a walk. He'll learn to, I, I just get, I get for some reason, I think that maybe people won't be quite as, as quick to, to believe that he'll be able to will himself to be better. I'm not sure why they would do that. And I mean, I'm, this is a straw man I'm, I'm beating, but I'm just, just curious, just curious. Cause people uh, seem to think that there was more in Kevin Pillar and, uh, that's getting ugly too. Uh, I will say no, and not, I mean, without, not to discredit your um, crackpot theory. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just don't think that he has, he hits, he'll hit for a high enough average to ever uh, earn those kind of plaudits. You know, mm-hmm. like people won't go out of their way to make uh, make a case for him if he, if they're the type who's going to be like, he'll learn how to take a walk. Um, but if he's like a 290 hitter, he'll get a lot more rope mm-hmm. than uh, like, like Pilar, as opposed to like a 240 hitter. Which is probably what he is, and uh, Kevin Pillar, for his uh, to his credit, is is neither of those two things. He's like a two fifty hitter. Uh, Eighty four. He's having a better year this year than last year at the plate. Pillar did have a before. nice year in Buffalo though, in that one time though. I will give him that. Well, I think at the risk of being that guy, Pillar hit all the way up. He did. Right. He always hit, and he stole bases. He stole lots of bases in. Uh, minor leagues and in the big leagues he stole 25 last year or two years ago 14 last year 14 this year yeah i'm looking at his page to, yeah when i say urania has has pilar like numbers it was not that was not what the numbers pilar was putting up in the minor leagues all the more reason that it it it, it, it has struck me as odd that urania is, has been so valued as a as a prospect just i guess because having a glove that actually works at shortstop is just so such a rare commodity that guys like ryan goins managed to hang on in the big leagues for as long as they yeah. have, just based on That's that. exactly what I was going to say. Go look at the career plate appearances for Ryan Goins. And then weep. Weep the <laughs> night away. Um, I think re- uh, we mentioned Francisco Liriano. The return of the Francisco Liriano trade to Oscar Hernandez kind of blocked in Houston by uh, presumably better players. Uh, but he is the kind of guy who could fit in very nicely with the Toronto Blue Jays in the present and the future. Um, so. He looks okay out there. I mean, he, he he is lively at the very least. He made a he had an adventurous catch in the outfield that was a, a bit of a highlight reel. And uh, I don't know, mm. Li- lively, yeah. As opposed to the guy. Listen, you're supposed to just like just <laughs> glide on past that. That's the next episode that we'll okay. record this week. Okay. Will be that one. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, I did. I did. Speaking of weeping and 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 things, though. Uh, somebody pointed out to me today because I mentioned Devin Travis played 50 games for the Jays this year, which I would I, have taken the under on I that. Taken so I would have taken the under on like 35. It's uh, but the the other sad thing is he is uh, 
He is sixth on the team in doubles. Just one behind Ryan Goins with his 18 doubles in 50 games. Um, that's oh. that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see here. What what is it among position players? Wins above replacement. He is also sixth. Devin Travis, sixth best Blue Jay by Fangraphs War. Uh, seventh, of course. Oh my God! Seventh is Nori Aoki. <laughs> And eighth, eighth is Rafi Lopez, but all the, those three just a shade ahead of Steve Pierce, who I guess his glove is just so bad uh, that the and his April and May were so bad, or his April was uh, that he's only uh, two tenths of a win, uh, which has him tied with uh, Darren Ceciliani. Yeah, and Marcus Stroman <laughs> as a yeah as a hitter. <laughs> as oh. a hitter. <laughs> oh um, my God! What a nightmare. Uh, but and you're, and you're, Hernandez... asking, you're asking me, people. You're asking me to tell people to watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let us not forget that Daryl Ceciliani hit a home run and then broke his body <laughs> and has not played since. And may not. I mean, he should be fine. But whether or not he's going to play in the big leagues again, I don't know. But that uh, what a way to go out, like a champ. The 316 weighted runs created plus is pretty good. Yeah, that'll play. Just ahead, That's even ahead of superstar Richard Durini. Uh <laughs> But I think uh, uh, whether or not, if there's going to be another wave of players added, you know, as the minor league seasons end, if the Jays, you know, add Alford or whoever else. Is Dwight Smith healthy? I don't know. But if those kind of guys start to make their way up, whether to me, Teoscar uh, Hernandez is, is like the guy to watch, whether or not he's going to be just short of handed a job for next year or whether or not he'll have to go and earn one. Um, I don't know that he will have to earn a job because it, as of, as it stands right now, there are more, um, uh, available positions than people to vie for them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he's the one to watch for me. He's the guy to keep an eye on and, uh, and hope to see him taking good at bats against good pitchers. That's all I would ever hope for. Watch the strikeouts and hope for, uh, some home runs. Like, I don't. I don't know what else. What else there is to say about it? Yeah, he seems like he could be a guy of some of you know. He'll raise the floor. I think. Do you think he'll play? Is he an everyday player for the Blue Jays? Uh, is is that the question that we're in, we're asking in twenty eighteen? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Why the hell else did you get him? I mean, it would be nice if they could figure out a way to make that not be the case. I'd love to see them. You know. Uh, do a thing like uh, I kind of panned it at the at the time, but if if the Marlins are giving away D Gordon and you can play him or Travis in in the outfield and have a and have a spare second baseman on the field at all times because Lord knows you're gonna fucking probably need him, uh, and push and push out outfielders that way, then then you know maybe we'll talk. I mean Ezekiel Damn Carrera has had a nice year and him and Steve Pierce as ugly as that. You know the defensive situation has been out there. Uh, they've had a fine year as a as a little bizarre, shitty combo. I mean, you, these are all places where you're like, Fuck, to be a good team, you probably are going to have to do better than that. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of places where they're just they're going to raise the floor and then hope and and try to find ways to push up beyond that. I, I don't think they're going to do nothing in the off season. So uh, 
so yeah, Hernandez is a guy who will is kind of like the baseline, and then we'll see where they're able to put their resources to make the the team better. If it's not with him, like I was saying earlier, then uh, that's probably fine. I wonder what Steve, uh, what Ezekiel Carrera, who I have been uh, quite critical of in the past, what is he going to have to do to maybe earn some credit? I don't know, maybe be better than just the, than he has been this year or not be better be as good as he has been this year again I think would be the is the answer to my own question um because I think you could in some ways you could do worse than a Pierce and Ezekiel Carrera sort of platoony caddy sort of situation in the outfield you could do very much better mm-hmm. but you could also do worse if you got those two guys under contract and not you know affordable and then uh and then you can run out uh, Hernandez in in right field for as long as you need to. Yeah, but uh, I don't I mean, know. It, it, like that's the thing. We're you know we're talking about we're arguing about the margins, right? But it, it's yeah. you know the season the the season comes down to no Sanchez Donaldson shit for a while, no Travis, no Tulowitzki, and Bautista shell of himself, right? And a bunch of Martin being gone too. Like it's th- those are the guys. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if those guys are fine, you look at what you got out of Carrera and, and, and Pierce and you're like, oh, that looks, that feels okay. You look at what you got out of, uh, Morales and you're like, oh, he hasn't been great. He's given some home runs. The war obviously isn't good because he's slow and doesn't play defense. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of these, a lot of these he things, is those things, that's yeah, for sure. A lot of these things that, you know, we're kind of like, oh, this, this is a, this is an issue. This is a place where we can improve. It wouldn't feel as necessary if you'd got more than eight starts out of Sanchez if Bautista hadn't been dog shit if the other guys had been healthy. Yeah, it's true. Um, but... I don't know how you replace, you know, hopefully Don, uh, San, Sanchez comes back and is fine. Hopefully, you know, Tulo is, you gotta, it's funny, I was writing about Bautista, I know we're going to do this on the next one, but I was writing about Bautista in the mailbag for Vice that's about to go up to, uh, today. Uh, and I, as I was doing it, I was thinking about like how, Quickly and easily, I was just like, oh, yeah, no, no, let it go. It's over. <laughs> but the fact that the, and I, I sort of thought to myself, if if Tulo had a had just one year and an option left, I would probably be saying the exact same thing. But because he doesn't, it's uh, I, I try a little harder to convince myself that maybe there's a bounce back there and it's and it could be OK. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. we can talk about that. Okay, I'm not ready to have no. either of those two conversations <laughs> quite yet. Uh, no. But I, I think the, so. There, there are some things to look for. There is the, you know, if they do bring up another wave of of young guys again, if that includes Anthony Alford or whomever else, that's great. Uh, but the, of course, the important caveat is don't believe anything you see in April or September, which is sort of an old adage uh, that refers to, especially if you're scouting to the stat line, which I almost always, or I literally always am. Um, you know, the results are important and. Uh, it's also important to consider the quality of talent that teams are throwing out there as the races kind of start to wind up and uh, as teams get further and further afield. Um, so, so if you know if the Richard Urania runs around and ends up hitting you know three thirty or something with the, you know his three thirty three three thirty three three thirty three line at the end of September, um, it'll be like oh now they got to dump to the whiskey to let Urania play every day. Um, Obviously, that's unwise, but there's no reason to not get excited about 
some of the the players because I feel like this is the if they're because they're not contending this year after two straight years of contending, um, but at least now slowly the farm system is starting to uh, show some some to yield some fruit, and uh, that's going to be uh, a trend in the next couple of years. The farm system, minor league ball. John Sickles, who you know, one of the one of the bigger prospect guys, the the sites. Uh, ranked the they've he split up this week ranking farm systems, uh, you know the best ones for pitching, the best ones for hitting. I think the White Sox are probably on top of both, uh, mm. but the Jays he had number two for hitting, the second best group of hitting prospects in baseball. Do you think it's because of the two uh, extremely, extremely, extremely good hitting <laughs> prospects that like lead the pack that are both teenagers that are destroying their various leagues? That does that doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I th- I mean I think he was high on Alfred still as a as you know a, a mm-hmm. top fifty ish guy and then you know you got lots of interesting guys behind them. Logan Warmoth, the shortstop prospect they just picked, is uh, is well regarded. Um, mm-hmm. And you know lots of you know lots of bats that that are not non prospects in behind there. I mean, uh, who maybe have not had you know the, the nobody's going to have the profile of Vlad Guerrero who Jim mm-hmm. Cal I think it was a Jim Callis who was like yeah he might be eighty power eighty hit uh, over the weekend which is just you know that's that's insane that's yeah. you know that's that's once a generation talent kind of a thing right like nobody mm-hmm. nobody gets those kind of numbers and and i they're saying it with a straight face and they they're saying it with their reputations on the line and i mean obviously they miss and uh yeah it's it's that's something i uh, could slobber about that for days but yeah no it, it is it's a good it's a it's an interesting good system that should produce well, no, that, big league players i think that that's a great point to make the the next kind of tier if it's the connor panass and Kevin Biggio or or yeah, uh, Pentecost. Rowdy Tell yeah, Rowdy. Pentecost has had a great year. Danny Jansen's had a had a great year and you know, made himself mm-hmm. into a, a, what people think is a real prospect. Like lots of guys coming up. Absolutely. And then uh that's that's always nice to have. Uh and it's, it's, it's I, I would assu- I would assume I don't I don't know if I've ever had that feeling before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jays have you know, it's been since Sean Green. It's been kind of it's got kind, of, kind of been empty, you know. Due respect to Adam Lind and Aaron Hill. Adam Lind was a stud. Yeah, I think he was pretty. Well, and and that other guy, he didn't. He raced through the system so fast that yeah, almost <laughs> to his detriment, as it seems. Um, it'll be good. Also, I think so. I'm I'm just kind of cruising along through some of the minor league stats and things right now, um, looking at how grim Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo has been like the kind of names, the the, the village of the dam that have made to spend time at, at Buffalo, and the shitty numbers that they've put up there uh, in uh, at Buffalo. Um, but I feel like if you have, you know, if they let, they have to almost send Guerrero there to keep the the affiliate happy, right? Like maybe I think we talked about that a little. Yeah, I I I, I think. Probably, but also, you know, that's a that's a developmental step, I think, as much as, you know, we'd love to say. It was easier to say when they were in Vegas, like, oh, who cares about AAA anyway? But it's it's a it's a different thing. I know they sometimes worry about the village of the damned effect, too, right? Like, uh, yeah, bringing those bringing those impressionable youths into the into the clubhouse of guys who are just, you know, bitter as fuck about not getting the chance. Um, about being terrible and else, uh, <laughs> well, yeah 
Uh, I, I, Buffalo's. I, I keep seeing John Lott tweeting about Buffalo's ridiculous attendance, though. Too, they've been. Uh, no, that's true. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a good franchise as far as minor leagues go, and it's a, uh, it's a nice little ballpark. It's downtown. It's, uh, uh, you know, downtown Buffalo still, but uh, home of some of America's finest, uh, some of the finest American architecture, as all of the Buffalo advertisements will tell you. Come and visit Buffalo, please. We beg you. <laughs> I, I I mean it's over now, but yeah, I would I would recommend going to Buffalo. Go, go get hammered in Buffalo. It's uh it's a lovely time. But yeah, I, I don't know if they have to have Vlad there just to keep the affiliate happy. I think Bichette would be, you know, you got the you got they got their Star Wars night. They gotta they gotta have Bichette there at some point. I, I would imagine both of them have a spell there. Mm-hmm. Um, not a long one, not especially not for Bichette, the Blue Jays 2018 Blue Jays second baseman. <laughs> yeah. I don't think at this point it doesn't feel like they're going to have a spells very long at any level until they reach the big leagues, right? I mean, they're. they're Is it because of the raking, the nonstop, never ending <laughs> series of lasers that they send spraying across the field? The only thing that comes faster and more furious than their razors are the breathless scouting reports. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, which is good that we're not getting carried away. Right. At all. Even a little bit carried away. Um,. Getting caught up in the uh, prospect porning. Uh, oh, and one other name. This we're about to wrap it up. Uh, the why you should watch in September. We're making it now. We're making a great case of why you should watch the September 2018 Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the 2017 Blue Jays still have a lot to offer, including Michael Saunders. God bless him. Oh, yeah, uh, go. Good to see him in the clubhouse or in the dugout. There um, looks like he's having a bit of a good time. You know, I don't know that he's going to get. I was guys like him. My I, when I you know worry on their behalf i was like oh is michael saunders going to get to um 10 years of service time and he would be hard pressed to get to 10 years of service time he's not even at seven quite yet so he would need to play another uh, you know three full seasons or more more than three full seasons in the big leagues to get that full vesting in the pension uh which is difficult to envision at this point of his uh career given the its current trajectory but uh, I hope he I hope he gets it, and I hope he gets to play. Uh, you know, I don't know again if he'll get a big league contract next year. Again, hopefully he does, and hopefully he can uh, he can keep coming because he looks like he's at least having fun. It's good to see a big fat Canadian face in the dugout every so often, and, and, especially when Russell Martin's not allowed around to fulfill that role. <laughs> and, and like I like Brett Anderson, it seems like that's another guy where they're they're being very accommodating to uh, a potential minor league free agent. Uh, maybe not because they want to bring him in next year per se. Though, if they sign Saunders to a minor league deal and put him in Buffalo and said you're you're this year's Siciliani, and when there's a, an outfielder who goes down, we'll give you a shot. Uh, that'd be fine too. But uh, you know, he seems to be like you say, like he's having a good time. And maybe uh, if it doesn't mean him specifically, that reflects well on the organization, and perhaps that helps them down the line. Here's hoping. I'm all for that. Um, I think that's about it. We'll do another one later this week. Hopefully, hopefully nothing really changes between now and then, um, in terms of the what the subject matter feels like it's going to end up being, but uh, which we've teased a little bit, unbeknownst to ourselves. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Enjoy. They're playing the Red Sox, which uh, is trash. The Yankees need to lose more games. I'm not happy with their not losing. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I feel like I I have a, like a minor rooting interest in the Red Sox because I was like bigging them up all year and was like they're going to win a thousand games. So stupidly, 
Yeah, that's that's dog shit. Frankly, I mean, there's there's no there's no way there's no hope there's no hope that the Yankees or Red Sox actually you know make it all the way through the playoffs and do that thing where they you know you get to pretend you're the Royals and and you you want a little mini tournament and that like that counts for something uh, as opposed to you know just being the best team in baseball which we know is what really matters it's what the flags that's what they fly for. Uh, but yeah, that's a terrifying thought. I, I hate both those teams, and I can't imagine uh, having to go through the trauma that you're going through of having to mildly root for one of them. Uh, well, I don't have to root for one of them because I'm rooting for the Angels. All in. Okay. All Good. in on the Angels. Can't get enough of the Angels uh, and their potential to uh, just completely like, just wreak havoc because... They're uh, so unbelievably bad that watching them is like, wow, how are they this bad? But then you remember that they have Mike Trout, who just doesn't ever get out. Uh, it's great. Simmons pretty good, too. Simmons is great. And now they've got uh, Justin Upton, who's great. And they've got Brandon Phillips, who's f- fine. And, <laughs> yeah. And they've got the poor Albert. I, was, I wasn't tweeting uh, on the weekend, but I was... Like uh, talking about Albert Pujols and how fucking bad he is, and how it, it's just inexplicable that they hit him in the cleanup spot. And then the day that I was talking on G chat about that, he went bananas and had like five RBIs and just kept like driving in <laughs> runs. But he gets so many chances to hit with guys on base, it's gonna happen eventually. But anyway, root for the Angels, uh, root for chaos, and watch the young Blue Jays players like I don't know Richard Urania, and hope that Ryan Tapera's arm doesn't fall off. That's those are that those are that's your September homework if you are a Blue Jays fan looking for something to. Um, Groping around for meaning. And the other thing that we'll talk about later this week. That's the thing you can hope root for. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So that that's it. Um, of course, you can hook us up on iTunes and, and read everything that Stoughton writes at, uh, at BlueJaysNation.com, first and foremost. And then, of course, at The Athletic, um, where, big news, they signed another guy to write about hockey today. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and you still do the, the Vice Mailbag as well, right? I do, and occasionally, uh, though hasn't been lately, I'll do I'll do features for Vice, not just mailbag stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah, all of which you'll find at uh, at bluejaysnation.com. Hit uh, hit you up, it. hit Stoughton up if you have a question for for the mailbag, or hit us up if you have a question or something you want to uh, hear us talk about. Shout out to Nevin French; he's a guy that e- emails me stuff from time to time, and and uh, unfortunately, he maybe we'll talk about some of the stuff in the offseason. He had a thing about joke stadiums. Uh, there's a stadium ranking. So uh, don't worry, Nevin. We'll get to that stuff in the offseason. There, there aren't scintillating topics like Richard Urania's Kevin Pillar comps to talk about. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll make time. We'll make time in the offseason. So thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks for everyone who uh, supports us on Patreon. Thanks for everyone who's been, us, been through us through two playoff seasons and now uh, the last play season. So we get to find out what you're really made of out there, um, podcast supporters. And what you're made of is, uh, is gold and rainbows, and we love you all so, so very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Ferris. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.